welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. I have Christy on the line today and she is beautiful and divine and we have been jibber-jabbering for the last 15 minutes before I decided to press record and she's already had me in tears, we've had laughed, we've had all of the things and I'm really excited to introduce her. So welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you so much, Alexis. I'm so happy to be here with you. Me too. Your story is really amazing and really super inspiring for women who I feel maybe might not know that they have other options to shift and change and we do have the power with inside ourselves and we do have our own magic. So tell me a little bit about your story of becoming a single mum and how you got to starting your business. Yeah, I, I love to reflect back because I'm at such a different place in my life now. But I was married at 20, had my son at 21, divorced by 23, and not a good relationship at all. I actually stayed longer than I should have because I needed, I financially depended on my ex-husband and um, was able to get through that, leave that, was a single mom, went back to school full-time, working three jobs, really, really frustrated with the lack of time I got to see my son, but I needed the money, right? I needed to do what I had to do. And, uh, you know, I empathize with women going through that because whether they have one child or whether they have three, I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. It's very stressful. It's very difficult. There are pleasurable moments, but they're not very, uh, frequent. So that, that shaped a lot of who I am now, not just as a woman, but as a woman in business. Yeah. And I love that. And then, so when, you say that you stayed a little bit too long and but what did that feel like for you staying longer than what you should have and then reflecting back on what that looked like and the, a different decision that you would have made in hindsight? It felt horrible. It felt dark. I felt broken. I felt spiritually broken. I felt financially broken. I felt lost. I felt like a failure. So it was really, really hard. I knew I had to leave him, but I didn't want to break up my family. Um, you know, I grew up without my father. So for me, it was like, I had to make it work. Um, so no pressure, (laughs) Um, but it, but it was really hard. And I think the worst thing was I took so long to make the decision that I knew I inevitably had to make. I knew I had to leave the marriage. I knew I had to, and I postponed it for so long at my own expense. And when I actually did have the courage and the guts to actually say, okay, this is done it was a huge relief. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do, but I knew that something better was going to happen for my son and I. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And then where did you go? How did you start supporting yourself? What were the things that you started to learn about you and what it is that you wanted to go in and either study or go in and work in, in what field did you shift and move into? Yeah. So I started working in, uh, with people with developmental disabilities and mental illness. So dual diagnosis, I went back to school full time. I was working in long-term care. I was also working in community group homes, 
supporting behavior modification programs and doing counseling work. I went then and got my degree in um, professional studies, business, and um, a lot of psychology, sociology stuff. And I started working with survivors of sexual violence, domestic violence, because I could relate to what they were going through. And, um, you know, being able to make some money doing what I loved at that time was very rewarding. But the whole goal was to help women realize they could be and do whatever they wanted to be and do. And they didn't have to stay stuck. There were other options. I find that really powerful. And I really resonate with that. Um, I'm also, well, you're no, you're no longer a single mom now you're married, um, but I'm a yeah. single mom. And that was one of my biggest driving forces is that I got myself to a point where I felt like I had no other option. And I always worked loads and loads of jobs and knowing that things can shift and change. And then when I made that pivotal moment to start my own business, it was to prove, not to prove, it was to show my daughter that anything is possible. And because she's a female, I want to empower her and empower other women that we do have choices. We can shift and change and we are massively powerful inside. Yes. You know what? I love that you said that because being a mother of a son, I have an incredible son. He's 20 now. I wanted to raise a man who would love women, respect women, honor women, and acknowledge their fierce feminine power and let them be in that space. So I, I, it resonates with how, how you look at raising your daughter. And I have raised an incredible empathetic badass young man who actually realizes that women should be paid equally, if not more, and that women and mothers in general are literally saints and angels and go above and beyond every day, even when our children don't realize it when they're younger. It's, it's incredible. And so part of my mission in helping women live better is also to be part of the solution with helping raise better men. Yes. And I, it's, it's, I love how you've just put that because being a mother of a daughter, it's, you know, it's completely different to even kind of, think about the way that you looked at it because it's not something that obviously is in my awareness to really think about and creating and helping men honour the the female because us females, we can be quite fierce and raging and... <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> <We indeed>. can... <laughs> And we can be emotional and we can be high and low and all of the things. And Mm -hmm. we've learned how to not judge ourselves in those moments. But if someone is watching us from afar, even another woman who doesn't understand herself, like she's crazy. It's like, well, actually I'm not, I'm standing in my power and I'm just allowing whatever to flow through to flow through. And it, it can be crazy. It can be a hot mess. It can be an absolute shit show, but that's what we do. (laughs) It can be a volcano that just erupts out of the blue. But you know what? I love that you said that. And one of the things for me with my husband, I am remarried. I've been remarried now for almost 15 years to an incredible man. And my son and my husband, they really support me in being my best self. Like there's, it's such a different vibe and experience because I had my standards in check. In check. I had my non-negotiables in check. I did a lot of work on myself to, to call in my dream husband. And it's such a different experience. 
And what you just said is powerful, non-negotiables. What are your non-negotiables? Because I know that when I'm offline, off completely off my non-negotiables, nothing flows because right. I'm having an internal battle with myself until I pick up and go, oh, hang on a second. I've just done something that's, a non- that's not a non-negotiable. That Hang on, did I say that right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> You're out of alignment. Out of alignment and totally off. And it's like, oh, hang on, what do I need to do to come back in to self to be able to be the best version of myself? Mm -hmm. So for me, I unapologetically have a lot of alone time. I'm I'm one of those women that when I'm on, I'm on, but I'm actually an introvert at heart. I need a lot of alone time and I don't apologize for it. My son and husband know that a happy wife and happy mom is a happy life. And, um, (laughs) I do a lot of journaling, a lot of meditation. I need to exercise. I need my time just to like be in my own zone and to create. I'm a visionary, so I'm always creating. And um, when I'm present with my son and with my husband, then I'm very present. So my non-negotiables are like, obviously my my self-care is like non-negotiable Monday through Sunday every day. My I read, I listen to podcasts, I exercise. I'm really big on having a regular sleep routine, even on the weekends. Sometimes there's variations, but not not too drastic. Um, the other thing is I'm really careful about who I let into my world, who I let into my home. And this is pre-COVID. Like I'm very energetically in tune with people and their vibration. And if it doesn't resonate or feel good, they're not coming to my house. They're just not. <laughs> they're not coming to my social media space either, right? Like I, I, that I is not negotiable. Yeah, and (laughs) this makes me laugh (laughs) because some people just don't get it. Like, you're so rude. I'm like, actually, no, I'm not. I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting who I am and what I've got going on for myself. And if I choose to not be in that person's energy, it's because I choose not to be in that person's energy because I respect myself so much that I don't want that in my world. And I love hearing other women who understand that and get it and it's it's about honoring who you are sometimes we need to be in a room with people that we don't really appreciate or like or yeah yeah. all the things it's not completely going I'm not going out at all because I don't want to be near that person right (laughs) right exactly (laughs) right it's about honoring who we're we're inviting into our space into our homes like you said and I've got a friend who <laughs> sages her whole house and she prepares her house when she's having people that come in that she necessarily doesn't really want there but kind of needs to have them there. Um, and then she yeah. sages when she leaves, when they leave, not when she leaves, when they leave. And right. I, and it's really uncovering and what I love about this and about all the goodness that you've got going on is really uncovering who you are and knowing that you need alone time. And I'm uncovering that about myself at the moment. I am quite outgoing, but I also really love being in my own bubble, in my own space and being in that creative, whether it's reading, whether it's watching a sad movie, watching a funny movie, whatever that looks like for me and doing the journaling. And so when you do, when you do your journaling, what does that look like for you? Is there a process that you take yourself through? Is it free writing? What does that do? Yeah. Yeah. So I always, I do my journaling. Um, I do, I always wake up, do a prayer, do meditation and do my journaling while I have coffee before my workout. And um, it's always, I literally write the date and then I just do a free dump, like whatever, like what's on my mind. I just start writing. And sometimes it just pours out of me and I'm like, Whoa, 
Sometimes it's just a few <laughs> sentences. And then I always ask myself, who am I in my highest version of self today? And what do I need to do? And I, I, I mean, sometimes it's like, I have to do this, this, and this. Sometimes it's sit and chill out with a Netflix and have a glass of wine. Sometimes it's just work out and see what comes to you. But it's it's always tuning into soul for me. So I like to ask myself that question because it starts my day off with the right momentum of not only who I don't, who do I want to be and show up as that day, but what's really in alignment for me to do that day. Such a powerful question. And not many people I know do journaling and then ask themselves that, that question or even a conscious question after they've, they've, got all that surface noise out. So we do have quite a lot of surface noise and getting it out on oh, a yeah. piece of paper <laughs> and then asking yourself a conscious question after you've released all of that noise, your higher self flows through into you and your intuition comes in and you get the answer. And yes. it's so powerful when you're consistently doing that. And the fact that you ask yourself, who do I want to be today? It's on my whiteboard in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up every right? morning. My do- yeah, my daughter wakes up and she's just like, "You you make me laugh, Mum." I'm like, "Why?" And she's like, "Because I've got these quotes, or I've got you know, who do I want to be today? How can I be the best version of myself?" And so she starts seeing that and reading it, and whether she understands it or she doesn't understand it, it's going into her subconscious, and she's like, "Yeah," asking that question, and it's flowing through. Yes, I love that. Our children live what they learn. And even when we as moms can be a total eye roll to our children, (laughs) they are, especially when they're being raised by women like us, I'm just going to say it, that are so into mindset and so into the power of owning and and claiming our personal power, they're better off for it. Because even if they don't really get it, we're leading by example. And that's pivotal. Whether we're raising boys or girls, it's pivotal in their development, their, their conscious and mental development. So good for you. I love that. It's huge. And earlier this year, Zoe came home with a note from school and she said, I'm doing this, mum. I went, oh, what is it, sweetheart? She said, I'm going to become a prefect. I said, well, it's already done. We just have to do the stuff that needs to happen. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, well, if you set your mind to it and you act out already now that you're the prefect, you're going to get it. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. Yesterday she became prefect. Very exciting. <laughs> Love it. Very exciting. Like I was just beyond proud. But it's so true. She's just like, oh, mum, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. And I'm like, just entertain mummy for a little bit. Let's just pretend that you're already there. You've already got it. It's already done. And she did. And she was so embarrassed when she got it, but she wants to be a leader of the school. She wants to stand up and lead people too. And she's always done it ever since she's been little. And I know that's had a huge impact because <laughs> I have had podcasts and all the things happening in the car ever since she's been above. Yeah. So it's subconsciously <laughs> gone into her mind. Yeah. But having that mindset piece, if you don't understand it and you think that it's woo-woo, how would you explain mindset and the woo and the intuition and the higher self and all of that goodness that people may get a little bit confused about? Yeah, I love this question. So keeping in mind, I've been a registered counselor for almost two decades. A lot of the old school um, social work modalities and, and counseling techniques are really focused on rehashing problems. And I've always been a solution focused counselor. 
And when people actually realize they can call on source, creator, God, whatever it is for them, and they have hope outside of themselves, they realize that it's not woo-woo, it's woo-hoo. Yay, yeah. I'm not alone. <laughs> oh, There's a I love that. I just, in the book, in my book that's about to come out, I write about, it's not woo-woo, it's woo-hoo, because you realize there's freedom in knowing that there's someone that supports you, something that supports you. And so people that can't get their head around it, because I've worked with many and I know many, I always recommend that they tune into Abraham Hicks, which we talked about before, but (laughs) that they literally just get still with themselves, even for five minutes. And it's like, feel the space around you. If you can consciously get your head around the scientific knowledge that energy is around us, then you can literally get your head around the fact that if energy is around us, it's within us. We are energy. And I always say to people, especially clients are like, well, my husband doesn't get it. And I'm like, he doesn't have to right now. Keep leading by example. Keep showing up. Keep doing your own inner work. You can't help but change your inner vibration, which will change the people around you. That that's the easiest. I mean, it's not easy, but that's the simplest way I can explain it. Right? It oh, it exists. It exists. It does exist. And what I love that you just said that my husband doesn't get it. I had a client, and she said, every afternoon, all of us, myself and the kids, were in anticipation because we don't know what mood my husband's going to be when he walks in the front door. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. And then what happens when he walks in the front door? She said, well, we're all on like high alert. Is he cranky? Has he had a good day? Is he a bad day? Like what's going on? I said, what if just we entertain this idea for maybe a few days? Let's just clean up our energy inside and say he's going to be in a lovely, loving, happy mood when he walks in the front door. I said, and you get to change that energy with inside of you. So let's just unhook anything that's not serving you. So we did some energy work around it. And then who what happens anyway? So over time, she's like, Oh my goodness, he's coming in and he's happy all the time. I said, cause he's got nothing to hook into energetically. You're not on, on guard. You're bracing, fearing yeah. to come and be, have an argument with you. If you've got that clean energy, he's got nothing to hook into. And she was like, huh. And so just practicing that and understanding that we are energy and that we do have yeah. full control of the energy that's going on around us. And when we're clean and clear inside of us and have loving abundant energy, it flows through to other people and people want to be around you and you become magnetic to people. Yes. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. And I, I could talk energy all day. (laughs) Me too. Do you know what? I started doing, I started referring clients that were coming to me with bipolar, anxiety, depression, all these trauma related um, mental health issues. I started referring them for Reiki and chakra balancing way before it was cool like way before it was a thing. And I can remember um, some of the clients that I've worked with over the last 20 years being like, wow, I remember when you sent me and I was in such resistance and how it's now, how it's changed my life. And I said, but if you're open this much just to try something that you've never tried before, it could change your life. This is life-changing, life-changing. Yes. And... I really want to know and unpick because we we did have a conversation before we jumped on, but there was so much goodness that I didn't ask you. (laughs) 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 We got excited and like, and we only have so much time to jump onto these calls. So, on your journey to going from being a single mum, going to counsel, being a counsellor, then starting your own business, and 
being the businesswoman and creating the business that you have now, if you could just help me understand what your business actually looks like now and how you built it up to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. So back up to 2011, I walked into my job and got fired. I lost my job. And that was the year that I was like, F this. I've always wanted my own company. I'm starting my own company. So I started first with my private practice. So doing counseling with men and women. And about two years in, I started doing coaching. And my coaching is for women only. And I've now transitioned into full-on coaching. So I've, I've been speaking all along. But now I only coach women and in a few different capacities. And I write books that actually elevate women and raise their vibration, teach them that self-care is not just about manicures and dark chocolate and a glass of wine. I really talk <laughs> about, I really talk about the holistic wellness and, and I infiltrate that into my coaching. And so I literally naturally transition from being a counselor, which I am still a registered counselor, but I, I transition from counseling work into more liberated coaching work where my clients literally become my best friends and it's such a different relationship and connection and I can hold space for them at such a different level because yes, there's sometimes trauma issues or anxiety stuff or stuff we got to sort through, but I'm empowering women to create financial fitness. I'm empowering women to let go of shame and past labels and titles and be in their fierce factor and own their fierce feminine power. And it is, not only rewarding, but I have been able to work with women all around the world. And just literally, it brings me to tears to think about the women that have trusted me with their souls, with their hearts, with their businesses, and how they've changed their families and their incomes and their homes and relationships. And, and you know this, Alexis, like, it's magnificent. And it just keeps getting better and better. And now I'm going into season three of my own TV show, Women Who Lead. And I've got a lot more media going on so I can have a greater impact. And that's, that's at the heart to serve, right? I want women to know they get to be, we get to be whoever we want to be. It doesn't matter where we've been or where we are. We can be and do whatever we desire. I really love that. And in this instant moment, so listening to where we're at right now, in this moment, right now, where you are, you get to make a decision and a choice that will change the trajectory of your life by saying yes to yourself. And one thing that just came through as you're talking is it's not just that person that you're helping. It's the ripple effect that you have on their family life with yeah. them going out and making a bigger impact in the world. So they're helping their clients and then their clients, their families mm-hmm. and their clients. So it's not just that one person. And I know that I've done Facebook lives and all the things and I've been to um, birthday parties of my sisters and their friends have turned up and like, oh, my God, you're so inspirational. I'm like, beg your pardon? Like, oh, we watch you all the time. I just love watching you. You're so raw and authentic. And I was like, hmm, I didn't even know that you were watching it. So wherever you are and whatever you're doing, when you show up, regardless of whether you get a like or a comment or someone reaching out to you, you're helping someone, you're changing someone's life by you stepping up and being raw and authentic in that moment. Oh my God. Yes. And I always tell my clients, likes are amazing for our ego and views are amazing for our ego, but they don't equal cash. (laughs) Correct. I know, I know women that I, that I know and that I've coached and that I am working with that are making really good money and their engagement might not be as high as they would like it to be yet. 
but they're not being shady about how they get that engagement. They're legitimately just showing up, serving from soul, speaking to the hearts of the men and women they want to work with. And their true desire is to impact. And you're damn right. They deserve to be well compensated. Yeah. And when you, when you can really comprehend and understand that, I know that I've had posts before where I haven't actually got a lot of engagement, but on the back end, people have reached out to me behind the scenes and said, Hey, I really loved your post. Can we have a conversation? Or yeah, I had one lady saw a post in a group, never liked or commented, went and looked at some other things, sent me a private message. Oh no, I think she booked in. She saw my link to book into my calendar when I was back doing free strategy sessions. And she, I said, oh, how did you find me? She said, well, I went on this paper trail and I really fell in love with you by researching you. But I had never seen her in my world. I didn't know who she was. I didn't know how she found me or what that even looked like. And you never know who is watching, how long they've been watching Mm -hmm. for, and when they're ready to put their hand in their pocket. But it's the energy behind it knowing that you want something and elevating to that and then magic shows up in your world. And you're like, where did that person even come from? Yes. I've had people do the same where I'm like, are you a creepy neighbor just watching? (laughs) Say (laughs) Creepy neighbor. I love that. (laughs) Like, what's happening? But you're right. You just said something, Alexis. It's so, so true. Anyone listening, please get your mind around this. People can read your energy. So even if you don't have the best copy or content or sales page or whatever, if your intention really is to show up and serve and your intention really is to make a difference and your intention really is clear and pure and you're energetically showing up in that state to help, you will be abundantly blessed beyond your wildest imagination. Don't spend time stuck in trying to get it perfect and get it right. You you learn so much as you grow, right? Like, where I am now, 10 years into my own company, such a different place. I have a full team that supports me. I have an online business manager. I'm working with, I have different levels of how women work with me, but I'm working with women in different capacities. It took a lot of systems, processes, structure to get that in place, but it also took the clarity on who do I really want to work with? Because not every person is a yes. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) Not everyone is your dream client. (laughs) And I've taken on clients before and it's just like pulling teeth out and because I was desperate, I needed the money. And I'm like, they've paid me yeah. in full. I don't actually have the money left to refund them. I'm like, just have to get through this shit and just like show up and do the best version that I can. <laughs> yeah. And it's not to say that they're a bad person at all by any stretch. It's just that they haven't been a coachable person and driven as much as I would like them to be. And it's, it can be energetically draining if you're not at the same energy as them. And mm-hmm. one thing that comes up with my coaching clients as well, who have got big, big buckets of clients in their world, like, I've just lost five clients. I said, that's awesome. That pattern. I'm like, it's awesome. <laughs> what do you mean it's awesome? I said, well, you've energetically grown and they're not with you anymore because they're going to be energetically draining. So they've organically fallen off the bandwagon and that's okay. okay. They may come back and be with you again. Yeah. Who knows? But right now you've created more space for more gorgeous, delicious women to come into your experience, into your business, to be able to support. So you've supported these people as far as their journey will take them right now. And they're moving on to either somebody else or they've just stopped in their journey. And when you can fully understand that when you lose a client, it's a blessing because you know that you're growing and they're shifting. And it's okay because there's plenty of people out there in the world to be working with. There's more than enough abundance for everybody. And when you get out of that lack mentality and understand that 
there's more than enough. I know that I was stuck in it for a long time and it took me a long time to mm-hmm. watch this podcast. I'm like, oh, what if they like her better than me? but that's that's right do you know what i mean we're asking the wrong question i was asking myself the wrong question so i never i didn't put myself out to do this for a long time it's been in the woodworks of my mind for two years but now i'm doing it i'm so happy you are because you are making a ripple effect in the world and you know women no matter what stage they're at need different levels of support and as we shift and evolve in our own life and our own standards and our values, as well as in our business, our ideal client does trans transition and change. And that's healthy. That's beautiful. There's so many people waiting to pay you for your greatness. Don't stay working with the wrong people out of obligation or desperation. Cause you're literally repelling money totally. and opportunity to help, right. And opportunity to help people and, and create that impact that you were born to make. And the reason that you got yeah. into the business that you're doing right now i have had so much fun with you it has been amazing how do people find you where do they go how can they get in contact with you and be in more in your world all of the things i love that you asked that so i'm really really active on the gram so you can find me at christy underscore primer my website's primetimecs.com and of course facebook christy primer and I would love to hear the takeaways from this. I, I mean, we could talk forever. Obviously, we can't. But <laughs> this has been magnetic and magical. So thank you so much for holding space for me to share with you. You're so very welcome. And thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to come and be on the show with me. I've had an absolute ball. And yes, I could sit here for hours and talk to you. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much, Alexis. <laughs> You're welcome. Have a wonderful afternoon. Bye. Bye-bye. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. Because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation, when you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic.